Run! What's up guys? We are coming at you the day after Survivor Series. We watched it together last night and boy, what do you say? I loved it. Yeah, I think we were kind of discussing it. That was maybe one of my favorite pay-per-views they've ever put on. Ever? Ever. Like ever. top to bottom. It was just fun. Yeah. And I've seen now people are nitpicking at some of the booking, but I thought it was really good. The matches were really good to me. Um, yeah, there were a lot of people that didn't like the booking of it, but we'll get into that. Um, I think we should start off, though, by discussing War Games a little bit from Saturday night, which didn't disappoint. It was actually my first War Games to ever watch. So I really had nothing to compare it to, so I want to get your take on it since you've seen other War Games. How'd you like that one from Saturday I think it's the one I'm going to I like remember the most both both of them. The women's was really well booked and even if you kind of saw it coming I think they still did it in a really nice way. Yeah. And it was really neat to see like very rarely do I root for something while I'm watching the show. I usually just kind of watch it, but I found myself pulling for the faces and actually getting heat on the heels. So that was interesting. But um, <clears throat> the Undisputed Air one was probably... I thought it was going to end a lot quicker than it did. I was surprised how long it went after the War Games began. But mm -hmm. it was great. Well, I really liked how they did the Dakota Kai hill turn. Um, I'm a really big fan of her. And I think she delivered so well... Just her facial expressions, you know, she got unlocked out of the cage and then immediately just ran back and attacked Tegan Knox and really targeted her knees. And she was just ruthless. And there's a story behind it because she kept losing and she wasn't originally chosen to be on the team. So it probably just set her off and she attacked Mia Yim to become... The chosen one. Did we get to see that though, where she attacked Mia? No. They but, just talked about it and yeah. made you put the. I guess that's one thing to kind of complain about is that they just wanted you to put this together. And how easy would it have been to film that with some kind of like make it look like a security camera caught a beatdown just to add more heat? Yeah, but also they didn't want the audience to know who did it until I know that's Dakota true. Kai that's came true. out. But yeah, I liked that the women's match was excellent. And then, of course, the men's match, the spot with Ciampa and Adam Cole. Adam Cole took a beatdown. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that spot, other than Mick Foley in the Hell in the Cell, mm -hmm. was probably the craziest spot I've ever seen WWE allow. Because a lot of the times that they do these crazy spots now, you can tell it's well-protected. Shane doing the spot off the hell in the cell, but you could tell that there were like two tables and an air mat and two inch thick foam. So that took so much trust. Uh, I, I would have never done that. That was insane. I know. And even when Adam Cole was put through the table, you know, when Champa pushed him, right? He had so much momentum and it just looked like he just jerked. And yeah, he took a beat down and he had to fight. 
on Survivor Series. Yeah, that was just night one. Mad respect to Adam Cole. Bebe. <laughs> so, shall we get into Survivor Series? Let's jump into shall we talk it. about kind of the build on Raw and SmackDown and how we're kind of over? I'll say this. Over if it? there's anything that happened on the Go Home shows that you, other than a, uh, NXT, yeah, that you can remember and want to talk about, go for it. It's not... I can't really remember. Nothing was lasting to me. No, it's the same old thing where they all come out at the end and brawl with each other. Yeah. So, I feel like Survivor Series as a whole needs something new. Because every year it's the same old thing. And I feel like Survivor Series, there needs to be more of a payoff. So, it shouldn't just be one and done. Oh, we're the superior brand. Somebody, the captain or something, they should get something out of it more. I think that what you can do, especially if they're keeping score with all the matches like they did, and not just one match matters, Mm -hmm. that the winning team, either SmackDown Raw or NXT, gets the 30th spot in the Rumble is like the best way to fix it. Yeah. Because that's all this show lacked is that now that it's over. It's over. And nothing really matters. Right. And they'll show some things. They'll talk about some things. But now we have like a tag team World Cup that has a trophy weeks after we had the best tag team in the world tournament. You know, so like if we could just get it to a point where we slow down with all this bullshit because they showed you, or like this night, like they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So if they get rid of the trash, we're in a good spot here. And there just has to be more at stake, right? Because I guarantee you, tonight when we watch Raw, I mean, we're not really gonna hear much. Or, you'll, you'll hear that NXT won. Yeah. You'll hear that some people. You know, there there will be specifics, but. Other than that, the Survivor Series as a whole didn't matter. Like, it's over now. And it's a shame because they made it a... Well, I got a text and an ESPN notification at the same time. It better be a really big deal. (laughs) What happened? Oh, wait. Okay. We'll wait for you. Oh, you can go. You can go. (laughs) talking. But, um... I don't even remember where. There was motion in my backyard. It was probably just something walking by. Probably wind. Right. Or blowing or moving your swing. My ring notification. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't try to rob my house. (laughs) Damn it. So, um, but yeah, I feel like the best way to fix it would be that the winning team gets the 30th person. What do you mean by the winning team? Like last night. Yeah, NXT. NXT won four to two to one yeah. or something. So NXT would get the thirtieth spot in the men's and women's rumble. And but like, who would get the spot? That doesn't matter so much, right? Who cares? And then you could do a tournament. Yeah, if but you the Royal the Rumble book. ain't a team thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. The way you do that is you book more matches. Like it's easy setup. Yeah, like. Okay. We're gonna here's that top eight people, or here's the five that were on the team. We'll have a match, whatever. Yeah, but it just gives it a gives you a reason to deal. Like they they booked this for a month, and now that it's over, you got to start all over again. Yeah, and it would be so much easier for them to just say we're going to transition this into the you know Royal Rumble. Rumble. 
So we start the pre-show with the Tag Team World Cup Battle Royal, which wasn't advertised at all. I think that was deliberate, and they didn't advertise it because they assumed people would not watch if they did. <laughs> Ziggler and Rude end up winning the match. No need to elaborate. I think I got coffee during this. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have a triple threat match with Kalisto, Leo Rush, and Tazawa. What's his name? Tazawa. Tazawa. Leo Rush ended up winning that one. That was good. It was fast, quick paced. Yeah, I wasn't into it that much, but. All right, then we have the New Day versus Viking Raiders versus the Undisputed Era for the triple threat tag match. So my pick for this match was the New Day, just because to me, the Viking Raiders, even though they are champs, they're irrelevant to me because they fight jobbers every week. They have, they're not exciting to me. Um, and then Undisputed Era wrestled in war games, so they kind of have an excuse if they lose, and it wouldn't hurt them that much. But in a shocking twist, we saw the Viking Raiders pin Kyle O'Reilly. And I feel like this was just done so that every team coming off the pre-show would have one win apiece. Yeah, probably right. And there was nothing wrong with this match, but it never felt it like never, it yeah. Yeah, delivered. Agree. All right, so shall we move on to technically what the main... Was this the main card? Yeah, I would assume this would be the beginning of the get. The Women's Survivor Series match. So they all had to come out to that shitty Raw and SmackDown music. I'm not going to say NXT's theme is shitty because I actually like it. But I thought they should have come out to like 10 seconds of their own music, kind of how they do in War Games. But anyways, and this is like Sarah Logan's first match in six months or so. That may be why they came out to their theme. They didn't have a theme song for Sarah Logan. (laughs) They're just like, well, shit, play the Raw song. So me and Jared both agreed that we thought Raw women would win because you cannot have both Charlotte and the Kabuki Warriors, who are the women's tag team champions, lose. And we were right. We were how i'll talk about it okay well so this is when we see that the matches will be triple threat style because you know we didn't know at first how the formula would be or how it would go so there's one woman from each brand in the ring um a couple things from this match you know it was a pretty good match Io Shirai and Kairi Sane faced off, and then the crowd really woke up when Rhea Ripley stepped in the ring. Rhea Ripley right now is so over, and she is just killing it. Like, she's going to be a huge, huge star. I cannot wait until she gets on the main roster. Um, Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, they were both on the mat outside the ring selling injuries side by side. Um, and then they were taken to the back. So we didn't know what that was going to be all about. Charlotte took Asuka's green mist. And then Asuka dipped because they got in a little tiff. And then we have the one and only Natty. Mighty Natty. Left over for all. And they just knew as they were writing this that the crowd would be 100% <laughs> behind Natty. Natty. They love her. They watch Total Divas just for <laughs> everybody's favorite Natty. So she and Sasha did a heart attack on Bianca Belair to eliminate her. So Belair hit a 450 in this, too. Yeah. She's an athlete. Oh, Belair is amazing, too. Like, nobody can touch the women in NXT. Not even close. Belair, Rhea Ripley, and then, like, all the other women are so athletic. 
I feel like they should cut half Raw and half SmackDown women and call it a day. But anyway, Sasha hit Natty with a backstabber to eliminate her after it was Sasha, Natty, and Rhea left in the ring. So now we have Sasha and Rhea. And yeah, like I said, we were just talking through this match, through the end, how maybe the women need their own show because there's so many stars we want to see more of. And in the entire women's division, but especially in NXT, I feel like they need even more time and even I would watch a show with just the women. It would not break my heart at all if the first hour of Raw was just a women's show and then Raw started at 8 to 10. Right. I agree. Um, So at the end of the match, we see the bank statement on Rhea and then Candice and Io Shirae come out. Team NXT basically wins by faking the injuries. And even Jerry is saying they cheated. How, do you think, like, would you call this as cheating or... I wouldn't say Jerry Lawler is the person to listen to <laughs> what is what anymore. Uh, well, no. The thing I was saying, <clears throat> Asuka never technically got eliminated. And then they brought the NXT girls back. So it was just kind of, like, confusing. It was. But I, I thought it made everybody look good. And uh, even Sarah Logan got some... Time and cut the dreads off, looking, looking, look a little, looking a little good. I think they good should for, put good her for old Sarah Logan back with the Viking Raiders. Just as like a woman Viking Raider. Wasn't she with them before? No. Never. They're married. No, I know. When? Wasn't she a manager in NXT? No. Okay, I don't know what I'm thinking. I still could be right, and you could be wrong. Stay off the weed. Okay, next we have a highly anticipated match. Nakamura versus AJ versus Roderick Strong. This match freaking over-delivered. And we were expecting a lot for this match. So, I mean, when you have high expectations, sometimes it's easy to fall flat. But they definitely rose to the occasion. I want to talk about how amazing Sami Zayn has been with Nakamura and kind of being his mouthpiece and his hype man. And he's really been entertaining me. And this is coming from someone who is not really a Sami Zayn fan. Which is stupid. (laughs) It's so stupid. I just never was. That's ridiculous. Jerry thinks I'm crazy for that. It's, it's, It's stupid. It triggers him. It really does. But yeah, Sami's great. All I want for Christmas is for his little shoulder injury to be better so he can come back. But how bad of an idea was it for them to change Nakamura's music? Oh, I know. I don't Everybody like- still sings along with the old one, even though it's like off beat and pitch now. And I don't know. Just bad, bad call. I don't know why. Out of everything they could have changed and they changed his music. Bad no call, bueno. guys. But how mad were you that they didn't give Roderick Strong his moment? They cut, cut the camera for AJ, who's getting his pyro, didn't get his boom. Poor little Roddy gets overlooked oh, all the time. Man. But yeah, so like we were saying earlier, um, the finish to this match was extremely unexpected. I actually had Nakamura winning, and you had AJ winning, so neither of us expected Roderick to win at all. Mm. I'm wondering why they went that way. Uh, I guess maybe just... They needed NXT to have more matches than, you know, more wins than anybody else. I don't know. 
or it doesn't hurt anybody. Nobody's affected so much by this loss. I couldn't even. I I don't feel that way. Like after it's done, I don't feel like anybody who was in it. I don't think less of anybody. In fact, I think more. But just one of those matches where you're like, this is kind of like a dream match, and it actually delivers, which I'm not used to. I know. So uh, that was super strong and the way Roddy's getting used in Undisputed Air is exactly why it's important for there to be factions in wrestling. Because without that, I don't think he's nothing more than like a great worker, but he's not going to get over. And now, this guy who really doesn't have a character other than he's in the Undisputed Air, he's got that swagger about him, Yeah. and he went over against Nakamura and AJ Styles. True. So you think if he was on his own, then... He'd be Cedric Alexander. It would fall flat. Yeah, yeah. he'd be on 205 Live. Yeah, I could see that. All right, so backstage we see Daniel Bryan, and then Miz comes up to him and talks about The Fiend. And Miz is really talking about how he has a pure evil demonic feeling and that Daniel needs to put a stop for both of their family's sakes. And I was really liking this because it's just like, you know, they're building to this feud and talking about the fiend and how evil he is. And then Brian just says, get out of my face. Love it. Love when these two work together. (laughs) (laughs) Brian just turned in with the most serious look saying, get out of my face. It's always entertaining. They're great. All right. Next, we have Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne for the NXT title. And I don't know why I was expecting this match just to kind of be throwaway since Adam Cole got so brutally beaten up the night before at War Games and took a shitload of bumps. I just wasn't expecting this to be what it was, but it held my attention the whole time. And I want you to kind of talk about this match. It got the first This Is Awesome chant of the night. Yeah, which was, we were talking about it. This was a time where you would think the crowd would die a little bit. Because we were like two hours into the show and they just were exhausted with a match. And the first part of this match started telling the story about the injuries. The announcers did a good job bringing up, you know, everything that they went through the night before. And then as the match got hot... The crowd got back into it at, like, the perfect time. Yeah, the crowd was really into it. Yeah, and it just made it even more. They were the uh, third person in the match with this one. But it was just... It's exactly what you like about Adam Cole and Pete Dunne. And they beat the hell out of each other again for, like, the fourth time this week for Adam Cole. And... Ever since he came on SmackDown Mm -hmm. after the Saudi show, he's been on fire. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for Adam Cole, way more than I did before. And I think he is what you can define as a true workhorse with everything he's done the past month on every show. I think the best thing we could hope out of this was that everybody came out healthy and good Mm -hmm. and Vince shows like you can have these kind of nights with a slower schedule. If you give time to heal, because usually it seems like Vince is like, I don't want to do this because I need these guys to work 120 times a year. And now that that's kind of getting cut back, maybe this is what we can expect. Next, we have The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. So I like how The Fiend came out and he was carrying the title around his neck with the head lantern in his hand. What I hate is the red lights. 
and that that is still a thing and it's definitely a Vince idea to keep the lights red the whole time because it's super gimmicky I don't like it at all how do you feel you don't like it either do you no I feel like it takes away more than it adds to anything exactly now and now it's like such a thing that if it wasn't a thing it would be weird Right. And I hate that. I hate expecting... Now it has to be a Right. Thing. I hate expecting this look every time we get something. The Fiend got a lot of offense in at the beginning, and we hardly saw any defense from Daniel. Um, but then Brian finally turned it around, and he started gaining a lot of momentum, which brings us to the yes chance. He brought them back, and he hit the running knee, which was in an awesome moment. Um, the crowd started chanting really loud for Daniel Bryan. But the fiend ended up getting the mandible claw on Bryan, taking him out and pinning him. So I like this match. The only thing I would have to say is I wish it was a little bit longer. But I know we'll be getting more of these two, which I'm looking forward to. It was kind of like Daniel Bryan and Brock last year, mm-hmm. where at the beginning of it, Daniel took a beating, made a comeback. But yeah, I mean. I'm I'm cool with this the direction Lasting. this is taking. Yeah, let's get it. So, do you think the S movement is back back, or was it just something he used in the match? Or it'll be I don't know if they expect. I don't know what kind of reaction they expect. Where they're going with that, right? So, like, if it goes crazy, what do you do? Yeah. Do you just suffocate it because you're doing this thing with Bray? But technically, the fiend is heel. Right, but you can't have you can't have Daniel Bryan on this rocket ship and let him lose every week. I know. Eventually, it's going to lose steam. See, that's why I think what they should have done is instead of him doing the yes chance last night at Survivor Series, kind of like make him like tease it a little bit and yeah. go there. Be like, is he going to do it? Is he going to bring it back? You know, he needs the crowd behind him to beat the fiend. Yeah, last night should have been a thing where. He- later on in the weeks he's like I thought I could do it by myself but I know that I need a build to it Blakely agrees she agrees with us okay next we have the men's survivor series match and for team raw I'm just gonna name off the people really quick Orton, Ricochet, Kevin Owens Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins versus team Smackdown Baron Corbin, Roman Reigns Chad Gable Mustafa Ali and Braun Strowman versus Team NXT, Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Damian Priest, and Walter. By the way, shout out to Keith Lee, who on NXT, on the Go Home Show, gave Drew McIntyre, who is not a small dude, a really nasty powerbomb. Um, I did like how they ended the Go Home Show on NXT. I didn't mind how they ended it on SmackDown either, with the little jeep coming out with all the nxt soldiers uh, oh yeah we didn't it was talk a little that. cliche but uh so with this couple things one how do you feel about seth rollins michael jordan attire oh god see rollins does these things that make you turn on him like what are you doing dude you're in chicago you're trying you're calling out chicago's number one hero cm punk and then you're gonna just like wear the cheesy Bulls, not Bulls, but 23 Jordan in Chicago. I think my biggest problem with it was how repugnant it looked. (laughs) Like, it was just a disaster of a design anyway. Like, it just didn't look good. It was just a teenager. It was like this red suit with these embroidered 
numbers that his mom ironed on his shirt yeah like a teenager trying to fit in so we had that we had that the night before kevin owens was on tomaso champa's team now he's on team raw kevin uh kevin owens and seth rollins have a chat earlier in the show about kevin owens loyalty so that was something we went into we didn't know who team nxt was until later on in the day when Shawn michaels announced it on the pre-show which was kind of a mess I yeah. wish they would have just kept yeah, it a surprise. Yeah, me too. They should have just let them come out. But anyway, if you want to get into it. So, a lot of people were mad about this match and the booking. And Walter got eliminated first. Um, before the match, we heard Walter chants from the crowd. He probably got the loudest chants out of anyone. And then Rollins and Strowman and Ciampa started off the match, but they didn't stay along. Then we see... Three big men, Walter, Drew McIntyre, and Strowman. So, like I said earlier, Walter, he's done. And then we hear the crowd boo extremely loudly and chant bullshit. So, this is this is what I think. Because, like, a lot of casual fans, they don't know who Walter is. I didn't know who Walter was until two weeks ago when he fought Rollins. I don't watch NXT UK. But, like, the diehard NXT fans were pissed off and... We heard a lot about it today, how the booking was horrible. But I'm just saying, like, me, the fan that I am, like, I didn't mind it. I mean, here's the deal. It's a Survivor Series match. Five people on a team, three teams. There's 15 people in the match. Yeah. You pretty much knew that it was going to go to a sole Survivor kind of thing because it's something they've pushed in the past few years. Like, it may make it a big deal about somebody being the sole Survivor. So, 14 people got to lose. Right. So, it just is what it is. And, like, Walter, he's new, to me, at least. He's new to a lot of people. To the casual fan. He's probably going to be one of the biggest heels on the company. So, there's nothing wrong with 12,000 people not cheering for him to go over. Right. I think that that's nitpicky. The biggest problem that I would come away looking at this team would be that you would assume Vince gave the thumbs up on these. And that he's look. You look at that roster, and you go, "Oh, Vince, you like you like the big guys. <laughs> You're pulling the big guys. Like, there's no real reason that Damian Priest should have been in this, but Vince is like, well, we need him to look big. Mm-hmm. So, don't love that. Right. So Chad Gable and Ricochet had a pretty good sequence with each other, and I just want to note that because I don't give them enough credit ever. But really, like, paying attention to Ricochet and Chad Gable. I refuse to call him Shorty G, by the way. Good. And he took um, his shirt off now, so yeah. we're, we're getting closer to getting rid of this, hopefully. One issue. I don't know how many people caught that, but they called him an Olympic athlete uh-huh. because the word wrestler is banned. What? They didn't call Chad Gable an Olympic wrestler. They called him an Olympic athlete because the word wrestler is banned. Okay, I didn't catch that. How ridiculous is that? I know. But anyway, so they had a really good athletic sequence, but Chad Gable ends up being eliminated next. And then we see Kevin Owens get eliminated. Did this bother you how soon KO got eliminated? Uh, The only thing that kind of bothered me was, again, nitpicky thing, but that Tommaso hit him with the DDT. Yeah. And the way it, how quick it was and how it was kind of done with him being on his team. 
And then not really making a reference to it. Right. But All right, something else. What? One thing of note with the before we move on from KO, there was a point in the match where he eliminated Gable. Yeah. Where he could have frog splashed Gable or Tommaso. Uh-huh. And he looked at both and then picked Gable. So they, I feel like they're adding to the Kevin Owens going to NXT storyline. Oh, you think that will happen? I don't know if he'll go, but I think they're going to make it a... Tease it? Yeah. Maybe they move into that direction with Royal Rumble coming. Like, he could win and you don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully something happens with that. Because I feel like Kevin Owens... Up until this, they really had nothing for him. He was seen walking his dogs during the main event of Raw. No like, one got a louder pop weeks. this weekend than Kevin Owens on NXT. Oh, yeah. So. Man. I, I, like, replayed that, like, three times just to watch the pop. Something else interesting was that Matt Riddle eliminated Randy Orton. And then Randy RKO'd him, which caused Riddle to be eliminated by Corbin. Immediately after. So you kind of kill yeah. the fire you started. Right. Strowman got counted out after he and Keith Lee collided and Drew McIntyre had delivered a Claymore kick on the outside of the ring. There was also a point where Ali and Rollins were going at it and the crowd was chanting loud for Ali. A Chicago native. (laughs) Okay, yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I forgot he was from Chicago. I just thought they were chanting for Ali because it was him and Rollins in the ring. No, Rollins has lost his uh, baton as the the heel magnet and gave it to Rollins. Excuse me, Roman has gotten rid of his heel magnet and gave it to Rollins now. Yeah. Rollins ended up pinning Ali after Corbin started arguing with Ali and distracted him. All right, and then we hear loud CM Punk chants when Rollins runs for a dive. <laughs> well, I mean, you've gotten rid of everybody the fans were rooting for. So, yeah. So, who do you want them to cheer for? I know. Roman eliminates Drew McIntyre, uh, and then he spears his teammate, Baron Corbin, which leads to him being eliminated, which I like because it will add to their feud, their ongoing feud, and it just made sense. Um, so the final four men were left with Champa, Rollins, and Reigns are all team captains plus Keith Lee. So I like the ending of this. Um, Roman and Rollins go to powerbomb Champa through the table and ke- until Keith Lee takes them out. Champa ended up getting pinned by Rollins after Roman hit the Superman punch. So now we're down to three, and the whole crowd was chanting Bask in his glory, so we know who they're going for. Keith Lee pinned Rollins to eliminate him, which was... Okay, whenever this happened, me and Jerry were both, like, really shocked. Yeah, we immediately just kind of looked at each other, like, did that really just happen? Yeah, did Rollins really get pinned by NXT star? And then... You know, we hear even louder chants. It's finally Keith Lee versus Roman Reigns. The ending was pretty good. Keith Lee powerbombed Roman. Roman kicked out. Lee went for a moonsault but missed. Then Roman speared him for the win. So I like this match overall. And I didn't think it was bad. I didn't really care about the booking. I was fine with it. Afterwards, Roman gave Keith Lee a nod and a fist bump to show respect, so Roman was the sole survivor, but hey, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there, and with the nitpicking of the booking, if you give me a really good final five minutes, Mm -hmm. 
and everything else is at least entertaining, yeah. I'm not going to find anything to nitpick right. about. And that's how I felt about this. When I went back and saw the things people were complaining about, I was like, I hear your point, but I was still entertained. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like a movie where you can find holes, but as long as you still were entertained in it, why nitpick instead Shoot, of just exactly. saying, yeah. People are always going to find something, no matter what. So after this match, we saw a really good promo from Becky backstage. I just wanted to kind of note that because I really liked her promo. All right. Now we have Rey Mysterio and Brock, which means the women are main eventing. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. So this is for No Holds Barred for the WWE Championship. Um, so they both come out. Ray immediately goes to get a lead pipe from underneath the ring. Lesnar ends up throwing Ray on the board of the announce table, which looked really nasty. We were trying to make out what the crowd was chanting, but we couldn't make it out. No. I don't know what they were chanting during this. Brock suplexed Ray on the steel pipe, which looked really painful. Um, and it almost, I almost woke up Blakely, your kid, because yeah. I screamed when this happened. <laughs> So Dominic ends up coming out and pleading with Brock to stop, and he was holding a towel. Hmm. Hmm. Where have we seen that Where did we just see that? I'm telling you. If you guys don't know, we saw it on Full Gear with MJF. (laughs) Go to So they end up low-blowing Brock, and Dominic got in a 619. A double 619 with with Papa. And Dominic did a frog splash. And we know Dominic's been training, so... In homage of his real father. <laughs> so they both go on for the pin on top of Brock, but Brock kicks out. It was a pretty good sequence. Brock then ends up suplexing Ray and retains his title. So, with this match, I thought it was really good booking and the way they did it. Pretty much exactly what I thought. Shout out to You did not Dominic. think Dominic was going to do a frog splash in a 6 No, but I did think that it was basically going to be Brock beating the hell out of Ray and throwing him around and then eventually winning. But that double 619 is not easy. Yeah. Because the ropes, you have to hit that at the same time or somebody's going to be, you know, screwed. But you want to talk about Ray Mysterio's gear for a minute? <laughs> and how he went for the Joker, but he looked like Doink the fucking Clown. I didn't know he went for the Joker. I assumed he went for Doink the Clown. Just shout out to Doink. Yeah. Yeah. Who? A legend. Right. <laughs> who I think we all we all remember watching Doink growing up, thinking, "Man, I'm gonna be a luchador one day and fight Brock Lesnar <laughs> and pay homage to the legend that is the Clown." That was it was bad. That outfit sucked. It looks, I liked it. But you thought it was a Doink clamp outfit. Yeah, but Doink Dude, is Dude, that's like, not okay. Doink is an iconic character. So let's get to the main event where we have Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler versus Bailey. My prediction before we get into the match was that Bailey would win by pinning Shayna. Because Shayna competed in war games last night. She definitely wasn't 100%. Bailey needs to win more than Becky, but Becky would not eat the pin or take the L, technically. So that was what I was thinking going into it. I love keeping it kayfabe there. <laughs> 
after seeing the scores, though, where Raw had one win, NXT had three wins, and SmackDown had two wins, I kind of thought, okay, well, maybe Becky will win, you know, especially after that promo that we saw from her. Uh, shout out to Becky and her, I'm sorry, I'm a Becky, I'm a real big Becky fan. I met her in the nail salon oh in California God. and she took a picture with me. We've only heard about this three times already. <laughs> So her gear looks so good with the red studs to represent Raw, and yeah, she looked hot. So basically, this match did kind of suck. I can't lie. I can't sugarcoat it. Uh, it. It fell flat for me, especially after all the great matches we saw. Um, it just wasn't exciting. Nothing really exciting was so happening. So it was a little slow. It ends with Baszler... Power bombing Becky through a table to put Becky out for the rest ish, of the night. Ish. That was the problem. It looked really bad. Yeah. It was like a two foot drop. Yeah. And she landed kind of soft and bounced. And then Becky attacks Baszler. Uh, Baszler ended up making. Yeah, she goes back into the ring. Becky goes for the elbow off the top. Baszler sinks in the rear naked while she falls to the ground. And Becky taps out. No. Baszler ended up making Bailey tap. I said Becky. Excuse yeah. me. Bailey. Bailey goes for the elbow drop. Baszler sinks in the rear naked. Bailey taps. Which was a shocker. Yeah. Uh, poor Bailey. And they made Bailey take the L. Yeah. Uh, somebody's got to take it. Bailey though. needed this, though. Like, she's I, coming off her heel turn. They're trying to build her as a heel. I feel like it shows you that they have a little more faith they in don't, Baszler. They have no faith in Bailey at all. But that she can go with that with her character. We'll see. I know, but it's like at I one point trust, I don't trust their writing. But at they one could point, do that. doesn't get to like you're beating a dead horse, right? So, anyways, after the match and after Baszler wins, Becky snaps and she slams Shayna on the table and then did a leg drop and she says, this is my fucking show. Give me my fucking belt. Brought a tear to your eyes. Dude, I started crying. I don't know why. If I was, It was because I was under the influence a little, but this made me like cry tears of joy. You were like, I was like, there's change. They're changing, dude. After seeing the towel, like after seeing uh, Dominic, the towel thing, after seeing all these great matches then after seeing Becky just being able to say the F bomb I think it was just after watching the WWE pay-per-view and not <gasps> feeling like shit immediately yeah. after it for wasting three and a half hours yeah it'll make you cry tears of joy I was like this bitch is such a badass badass Becky badass Becky I'm hoping that but this is the thing like tonight on Raw will this carry over that's the thing and we'll see I don't or will Becky just be the cookie cutter Tonight's Raw could be a big, like, this is this is time for them to carry over because I think you're going to get some viewers. I think you might get some people that don't casually watch Raw that after that show might go, I'll see what it's about. Yeah. But, I mean, dude, if you start this show off with Rollins' theme music oh my God. and him coming out, telling everybody how he gave it his all and da-da-da-da-da and get some cheap heat from some heel that I don't... It, yeah. It's going to fall flat. I and know. no matter how good Rollins is, if you keep that formula up, he's going to get booed. Oh, man. They need they need to set a little path right now 
and slowly don't even do it heel versus heel you can do it face versus face but do Rollins versus Owens as a I don't think you're really here for Raw I think you're here for NXT yeah and do a match and slowly have Rollins turn heel and then he screws somebody over and win the Rumble somehow with some dastardly tactics and go full heel and go Rollins Roman at WrestleMania and Roman will finally get the face response that they've been waiting for five years to get. Well, it's going to be Roman and the Fiend at WrestleMania, so don't count on it. Bully. <laughs> All right, guys. So this wraps it up for us. I want to get this episode out. We're recording on Monday morning. I'm trying to get it out before Raw. Before we go, we had a tweet, a question from at KingJRyan23. What was your favorite WWE match? Uh, shout out for the question. If you guys have questions, we will give you shout outs and um, answer your questions on here. So I'll start this one if you would like. Uh, yeah, go for it. My favorite match ever is uh, Michaels and Flair Mania 24, the retirement match. And I don't know why. It wasn't the greatest athletic competition in the world, but it just had me hooked from start to finish. It was That was the era I lived through. I started in the Flair era, mm-hmm. and I went through the Michaels era. And I don't know. It was just so weak. Because Flair's matches were so scripted. You always had, like, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And, like, when Flair went up top and actually hit the move, the the splash, instead of getting caught and thrown. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've watched him get caught on that move for 20 years, and he finally hits it. And then at the end, where you thought for a minute when he had the figure four, and oh shit, he's gonna he's not gonna retire. He's gonna win. And the ending, it was just I don't know. That match did it for me. So you like that match better than HBK and Taker at WrestleMania? See, HB, HBK Taker is a better match. Yeah. But for some reason, like, with everything involved, uh, Michaels and Flair is my favorite. It just, um, I don't know why it hooked me the whole match. All right. Mine would be, and this is kind of just off the top of my head, uh, Mick Foley versus Edge at WrestleMania 22 with the Flaming Table. Edge spearing Mick through the flaming table. We have Lita. She took the barbed wire in the mouth. And this is when... Herpes lip. This is when I was a huge, huge, huge Edge and Lita fan, dude. Like, I I would be so excited when they would come on on Raw. That one was memorable. Yeah, so that was definitely my favorite. I remember we actually had got this paper. I think we were in high school. Or you were in high school. I was in middle school. Um, and after that match, we were just so adrenaline was pumping, <laughs> and we were so excited afterwards. Just climb a damn tree. Yeah, but that's one that sticks out for me. So thank you for your question. Yeah, appreciate that. We always like to like talk about you know past product for sure. No doubt, it's a lot easier to talk about. But yeah, uh, this is going to wrap up our Survivor Series recap show. We'll be back next week with our full weekly recaps with AEW, SmackDown, Raw, NXT. Yeah, if you haven't watched either one of these shows, they're definitely worth checking out. I'm sure we didn't get into it to the most detail. Wait, what's worth checking out? These last two pay-per-views. 
NXT war oh, games yeah. and yeah, yeah Survivor Series were both awesome definitely I would definitely go back and watch it no matter when you watch it because it's one of those things just like how full gear it don't matter when you watch it but go watch it right and on that note, your kid is, like, talking or something. Well, so. we haven't checked on her in two and a half <laughs> hours, so that's good to hear. We kid. We kid. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. <laughs>